Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. We have a very fun episode today where I'm joined by my friend Mayor Zilberberg. She is a Maple Leafs fan living in Long Island. Uh, she contributes to Leafs Nation, but she also has some great things to say about the NHL at large and uh, has a really unique perspective on the game. So I'm excited to talk to her. Before we get to that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. As I mentioned, my name is Ian McLaren, and I am your host. You can find me on Twitter, at Ian C. McLaren. Same on Instagram. Speaking of Instagram, we're on there as well for the podcast, Locked On Boston Bruins. On Twitter, you can find the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, your browser, wherever you do get podcasts. Please do subscribe. Each new episode will be automatically uploaded to your feed for you to download, listen, and hopefully enjoy. And as well, if you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. It really does help grow the show especially Apple users, that would be very much appreciated. Before I get to my chat with Mayor, obviously there was some pretty big Bruins injury news that dropped after I recorded yesterday's podcast. And that was in relation to forwards Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, and defenseman Charlie McAvoy. Let's start with the good news, and that's in regards to McAvoy. He underwent a right knee procedure on September 8th. The surgery was successful. He has been cleared to resume normal off-season activities and he will be fully available for the start of next season. Now remember, next season looks like it is being targeted to start around January 1st. So yeah, he's in recovery now, able to skate, all is well. The prognosis isn't as encouraging for two-thirds of the top line. Let's begin on the left side with Brad Marchand. He underwent a sports hernia repair on September 14th. The surgery was successful. Rehabilitation is going well, and he's on target to make a full recovery in approximately four months from the date of the procedure. So that would take us to October, November, December, January 14th. So that would mean he would miss most of training or all of training camp and the first couple weeks of the regular season if they are indeed able to get things up and running by January 1st. But wait, it gets worse. David Pasternak underwent a right hip arthroscopy. Am I saying that right? No idea. And labral repair in New York on September 16th. The surgery was successful. Rehab is going well. And he's on target to make a full recovery in approximately five months from the date of procedure. So that would take him into February and he would miss roughly the first six weeks of the regular season if indeed it begins on January 1st. 
and if all things go well with his recovery. So not great at all. I was just talking yesterday about how the Bruins look pretty good on the right side with Pasternak, Kasha, and Smith. Now it looks like they'll start the season with someone filling in for Pasternak on the top line. Jack Stanika or perhaps Zach Sinishin might get a look if nobody else is brought in. Um, so not as rosy of an outlook for sure for the Bruins to begin the season at the very least. And uh, of course, Jake DeBrusque is still unsigned as is Matt Grizzlick. News on that front, he will have his arbitration hearing on October 20th. So it's just six days from today. So that could help kind of the Bruins in their cap space assessment. You know, he'll be awarded a settlement, a new contract. The Bruins will likely accept, and then they'll go from there. Uh, and that's, you know, if they don't do anything between now and then. So, yeah, not great on the injury front for the Bruins, but, um, you know, injuries happen, and it's good that they're on track to make a full recovery. And, um, oh my God, I'm not even recording that. Shit sticks McGee. And I just realized my microphone wasn't plugged in as I did that, so it was picked up on my phone. Really, really cool. Great job, Ian. Before we move on, I do want to talk about a new exciting book by Ryan Holiday. It comes from the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic. It comes The Ultimate Stoicism Guide to Success, Resilience, and Virtue. To accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using Stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius is available now wherever books are sold. Now, talking about erectile dysfunction is never easy. We usually brush it off or say something like, just not feeling it today. But with Roman, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL to complete an online visit. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. With that out of the way, let's now get to my chat with Mayor Zilberberg. And I hope you all enjoy listening to this chat as much as I did having it. Mayor, mm-hmm. today. thank you for jumping on the, the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Thank you for having me. I think we can relate a bit because we're both kind of hockey fans living in enemy territory. I'm a Bruins fan living in Ontario, and you are a Maple Leafs fan living um, on, on Long Island. Is it in Long Island or on no. Long Island? How do you say it's it? On Long Island. Because I know it's... People say in America, you wait online instead of in line. They do. Which is very confusing. Very confusing. So I didn't know if that applied to Long Island as well. It's an island, so you're on it. Exactly. If you are 
underground than you would be in Long Island. Sure. <laughs> All right, well, let's go with that. So yeah, you're a Leafs fan. I usually start by asking people when they come on the podcast kind of how you got into hockey, your hockey origin story. So sure. how you became a Maple Leafs fan in Long Island. I mean, sorry, on Long Island. Well, I, I became a Maple Leafs fan much before I was on Long Island. Right. Yes. So I'm from Toronto, born and raised. Um, Same. And I have no origin story. I've just always been a Leafs fan. My family watched hockey. My dad grew up in Winnipeg and was a Jets fan in, you know, Jets 1.0. Yep. And then came to Toronto for law school and settled and there were no Jets. So he mm. became a Leafs fan. Okay. And I don't remember not watching hockey. I remember grade six trip to Quebec City and there was, it was in May and there was a school group from Montreal and we were like battling it out over which team was better. 11 year olds all yelling at each other I've just always been a hockey fan and then when I came here um it sort of upped my Leafs fandom even more because I felt like I had to represent and I kind of make it like a thing now like I go to school drop off in Leafs gear and try to make sure that everyone's well aware of my uh affiliation around the area my neighbors are big Islanders fans three teenage kids, I guess they're older now, and uh, some heated conversations. Do people ever say anything when you were in your Leafs gear? I'm sure that kind of bumped up a bit once Tavares jumped to Toronto. Was that a... Yeah, so we try to go to every Leafs game here. Okay. So I've been to the Coliseum. I was at his first game back. Um, I took my seven-year-old, who was not at six at the time, to a game there, it was not super pleasant. Um, and yeah, I get comments around. I actually was in the supermarket once, which they don't call a supermarket here. Um, it, about to get online. Yep. Okay. And there was a guy who sort of got there at the same time as me and let me go ahead of him. And then after I finished checking out, he said to me, if I had noticed your Leafs hat before, I wouldn't have let you go in front of me. Nice. So um, it does happen. Was he wearing a mega hat at the time? No, he wasn't. And he was kind of young and cute. He might've been trying to flirt, but <laughs> I'm like a mom of two in the supermarket on a Sunday afternoon. So the what I was thinking about was getting home and making dinner. Have you been, I guess you've been to both the Coliseum and Barclays? No, I, well, I haven't been to Barclays for a game. We only go to the Coliseum, but I have been to Madison Square Garden for a game. Oh, very nice. For a Leafs game. Yeah, it's more pleasant, very believe it or not, to play the Rangers than the Islanders. Yeah, Rangers fans seem a bit more... Mellow. Yeah. It's a lot like Scotiabank Arena. Rangers fans seem a bit like Kings fans. They're just kind of like, just cool to be there, celebrities around... It's a lot of businessmen being yeah. after work. It's and when, when is the new arena coming? Is that going to be? I mean, who knows now, but I think it was slated for next season. Oh, boy. So that'll be cool to check out. Is that... Yeah, that, that's closer to home for me. So. Than the Coliseum? 
Um, yeah, maybe, maybe equidistant. Interesting. All seems like 15 minutes. It's not far. So I know uh, you've been big on Twitter about uh, the Leafs adding, uh, adding some D this off season and uh, kind of what are your thoughts on the state of the Leafs in terms of what happened this season, what happened in the bubble and kind of what they've done so far this off season. Yeah. Um, start with the bubble since the regular season's well in the past now what what about the bubble bubble experience you know we got shut down by effective defense mm -hmm. and d. it's all about the d it's all about the d if you can't generate offense you're not going to win games i wanted to start by saying like our goaltending just wasn't up to par but that isn't true so much in the bubble no. so uh, I we're we were a lopsided team for the last couple seasons, and I think the moves the past few days have helped to balance that a bit. Mm -hmm. um, I did tweet sometime last week that all I wanted from Kyle was some D and a goalie family show, and, and he got me both of those, so I'm pretty happy. Yep um we'll see how it pans out I also have I actually am planning to write something about this but I have theories about making a ton of changes in the offseason and how it impacts team dynamics and how that might impact play yep so there's like pluses and minuses to making a bunch of changes where you're addressing need which I think they did mm -hmm. but if you're bringing in a whole bunch of new guys who aren't familiar with the system what does that mean? It was different last season because we started the season with Babcock as the coach and it was like an established system and we have not had a whole season under Keith yet. So right. I think that helps because yep. everyone's going to be in training camp, learning a new system together. So I think that might offset some of it, but I do think there's something to be said for bringing in so many new pieces. Mm -hmm. That sounds terrible. These are people, so many new players that don't know each other well and haven't played together for a long time mm -hmm. and it can be hard to gel I think that was one of the issues with Tyson Berry yeah that's kind of interesting because a lot of Bruins fans these days are like clamoring for bringing in new people change Sweeney's not doing anything but there is a lot to be said around here for like the continuity that they had after losing to the Blues and then that's what allowed them to be successful last year, I think, in big part. So you're right; it can be, it can be tricky to kind of navigate those new players and bring them in and the dynamics in the room for sure. So I mean, yeah. look at as much as it pains me, the Islanders did really well this season and in the bubble, and they're a pretty solidly established core of people who know each other. Right. Same with the Avs. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. So, yeah, I guess who have the least brought in? TJ Brody. TJ Brody. Georgian. Wayne Simmons. I'm very excited. Uh, um, Jimmy BC. Yes, and Aaron Dell yesterday. Oh, right, yes. I My goalie. To, I tried to make a frozen joke on Twitter this morning. I that, know, uh, you tried. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, you know, you hit you hit some, you miss some. Just got to... Just gotta, throw some stuff out there and see what lands but uh do you think they're done do you think there's anything left to do or i do not think they're done um they're gonna need to move someone out to make things work mm -hmm. um i think we have a couple of odd men out in our bottom six 
So we'll see what happens there. And I think that if he could, we'll see, Kyle would like to make another move on D. I was going to ask too, there was a lot of talk earlier about, you mentioned the goaltending and maybe trading Freddie Anderson, bringing somebody else in. That seems to have quieted down a bit. It does. And, And Kyle said, pretty solidly that he envisions Freddie being our starting goalie when the season starts. Yeah. Um, we'll see if that's the case. I think that, I think that he's actually like been pretty upfront that they weren't shopping him, but that they were taking calls, but it, it looks like that's cool that nothing has hit. So we'll see. Right. I think though that if he doesn't get moved now, there's a good chance he gets moved at the deadline. At the deadline. Mm-hmm. for uh, another goalie or what? They wouldn't just go with Jack Campbell. Well, now that we have Dell, who was a backup and like is probably going to start the season as our third string, but who knows? It's possible. I mean, it's just because there's, unless they come to, I don't see them extending Freddie. So. Right, right. That, oh yeah, he's a, he's a free agent yeah. after this season? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah Freddie, uh, Bruins fans have some pretty good memories of him. In uh, some game sevens, but we don't need to talk about that too much. No, no. <laughs> Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 18 amazing flavors, nut and non-nut included, with six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake. Each bar is covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're also low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. Great for the keto diet. Right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. I've had Built Bars myself. They're delicious. Really helped me to get through the day. Just what I need for a delicious snack as well as that energy boost go to builtbar.com use promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com um so you mentioned earlier that you were working on an article about defense and you of course write for leafs nation and i was really um grabbed by the the take a knee post that you wrote i guess it was pretty early in the bubble It was the NHL response to black lives matter. And, um, you had some really good things to say there. I was wondering if you could kind of revisit that and maybe even expand on how, you know, the NHL's kind of overall response to black lives matter throughout the entire bubble. It it seemed to have kind of died out a bit after the, took off that one day I guess and I I, think if you we can work backwards almost like last week the HDA the Hockey Diversity Alliance announced that they were sort of severing official ties with the NHL which just starting from there does not shine a good light on the NHL's response to systemic racism at all um my post was more about I, I think you know as a white person a white woman my space is not to um, not to co-opt a movement that doesn't belong to me, but more to talk about 
how people who want to be allies and who purport to be allies can actively engage in that behavior. So that take a knee post was meant to be sort of as a white fan talking to other white fans and white media members and saying, we can't let players of color and fans of color do this work and lead this work alone. Right. We need to step up, we need to be involved and we need to make our voices heard. And that's how we use our privilege here to let the NHL know that it's not a minority that wants action and wants attention on this. Um, I think the NHL did a very poor job overall. Yeah. I think that um, I think that players of color and their their unfortunately are not many who who did something and who took a stand did so sort of on an island. Right. Prone. Um, even who was it? Reeves, I think it was, who said. Ryan Reeves did an interview where he said, you know, he didn't take a knee because he didn't want to make his white teammates uncomfortable. And like, that's uh, unfair is like a euphemism. <laughs> that's, it's, it, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It should have been the other way around. It should have been his white teammates coming to him and saying, let's take a knee with you. Let's right. support you. So Robin you know, Leonard, I guess did, but it was kind of a one-off thing. With- yeah. There were, there were little sort of, you know, one-off pop-up things that happened, Tyler Sagan and, and, you know, um, but there was no widespread response the way you saw in the NBA, obviously, even in baseball, um, there was more there. There were no walk-offs. There were no, you know, nothing to that effect. And I think, you know, everything the NHL players did came after. Yeah anyone else had and after there was a lot of pressure to be honest which is something to be said if you're if you go back to the article I wrote about the impact that fans and media can have by making noise right you know if you make a lot of noise then someone's going to listen at some point um but it needs to be a lot of noise and and it needs to be coordinated noise yeah yeah totally even just like the fact that they their hashtag was like, we skate for black lives yeah. instead of yeah. just coming right out and saying black lives matter. That I was going to say that. And then they took that same hashtag and apply it to everything. They yeah. use it all the time now. They're like, we skate for, you know, my mom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like frontline workers and. Right. So if they're not there, you can't acknowledge racism as just another ism if it, if you want it to be meaningful, it needs to, it's that whole thing. It goes back to the whole argument that people make when they're like, well, no, all lives matter, which I'm not saying all lives matter, but you know, and the response is, well, yeah, but all houses matter, except the one house that's on fire matters more right now. It's the same idea. You can't skate for everyone under the same umbrella when you're trying to bring attention to an issue that needs attention right now. Right. Yeah. And we, in Boston, we had, a lot of fans had issues with with uh, Kevin Miller, who his response on Instagram was, yeah, like, all lives matter, that kind of stuff, too. And it's just like, just read the room. Like, yes, even if that is true, there are, like, um, you know, the whole story of even the 99 or the 100 sheep. There's 99 that... They matter as well, but you go looking for the one that's lost and helping them the most when when they're in the most trouble, is the way I see it. Right. Um, yeah. You also write a uh, page six 
is it on is it on Wednesdays every Wednesday that you post that every Wednesday so later today that's uh kind of a a gossip uh page more like looking around the whole NHL right not just not just yeah yeah it is we I try to start lead with anything Leafs related because it is a Leafs a Leafs blog um but it is a gossip slash drama rundown every week of sort of things happening in and adjacent to the league so sometimes that includes like the big Twitter drama or you know always yeah, I think it started. It I think it started the week that Flurry's agent tweeted the uh, sword yeah. in the back. Oh, that's when it started. I think that we were talking about it in TLN Slack, and I was, and there was other, there were other things happening, and I remember saying, I remember saying, there's so much going on, and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. And John Steitzer, the managing editor, was like, you know, I I joked like we should do a gossip. I went through all of it and I was like, we should do a gossip column. And John was like, I love that idea. And I'm like, but I was joking. <laughs> um, and as happens often with John, like last week when I ranked the free agent goalies by yeah. everything not hockey related, uh, John was like, well, take your joke and make it real. So I did. And then it just turned into a thing. We have a Twitter page and it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's just a fun sort of regular column to put up that's lighthearted and and breaks up you know some of the more um analytical hockey stuff yeah which is not my forte so without kind of um you know spoiling today's stuff is there any any hot goss out there that's that's catching your eye this morning yeah this is actually going to be we were john and i were talking this morning a big column there's a lot i mean with free agency um in the last few days there's a lot going on there's more drama in vegas which I guess makes sense because it's Vegas. There's almost always drama in Vegas. Um, there's drama in Vegas with Nate Schmidt and him talking about how his trade was handled. So oh, there's that. And did you say you didn't see that? No, I haven't seen that, no. That's why I do the column because people oh. miss things. I don't miss anything. <laughs> um, well, now that people know I do the column, a lot of I get sent a lot of stuff, which wow. is great. The bookmarks tab is like ridiculous off the but record get, stuff too or what yeah oh i've gotten some oh. off record tips hello i've gotten some off the record tips right. um but so that's going to be up there today some vegas drama um some good stuff like some of the new leafs have said some really positive things that are going to endear them to leafs fans so um oh and john tavares and his wife are expecting baby number two which will oh. be in there so that's leaf sheets all ready to go for the baby yeah i guess there's some leafs old leafs saying stuff uh, on the way out as well eh yes that is there too and um we have an old leafs gm who uh is stirring up some drama who's that berkey uh, spoiler oh shoot sorry have to read later well uh before i let you go i always like to talk to you about kind of pop culture stuff, recommendations, stuff you're watching or reading or listening to. Uh, I know of one show that you have started watching uh, that I recently finished, so I won't get too ahead of myself talking about it, but uh, The Boys on Amazon Prime, you're you're loving that these days, eh? I am. I'm watching The Boys. Um, It's cute. I'm doing like a long distance show club, whatever, book club for TV with my brother. Oh, I thought you meant um, the show was cute. And I'm like, 
Oh, no, the show's yeah. not cute. The the fact that my big brother wanted to watch with me from Toronto. That's very it, nice. So we're watching that together and it's going slowly because he has two kids and I have two kids and we don't have a lot of time. So we're plotting through, but I am really liking it um, quite a bit. Speaking we watch Toronto, there's quite a few. Uh, yes. Roy Thompson Hall is a uh, bot headquarters. Yeah, we we love to play spot the familiar places. My dad's old office building gets used a lot in oh, Toronto yeah. because it looks like a New York building. Okay. So um, Suits was filmed there. Um, I was going to say that things. actually. When I worked so, on the score, um, I, whenever I would watch Suits, I'd be like, I just walked there the, today. That's my dad's building. Like um, on, on King Street or what? Or, um, Adelaide. Oh yeah, okay. So the boys, we watched Ozark at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, so good. Um, we got through Ozark really quickly. Um, also plugging, and I don't know, well, it's a Bruins podcast, so it doesn't need to be available in Canada, but Lovecraft Country is amazing. Yep. We have it up here. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I It is. It's scary, which is not usually my thing, but it's so well done and it's so steeped in history. Um, and it and it takes place, or a good amount of it takes place in Massachusetts. Mm. So yeah, yeah it's get HBO up in Canada. If anyone listening is not watching Lovecraft Country, I highly recommend it. Um, I guess those would be, and I'm gonna just always plug Shit's Creek. If you haven't watched Shit's Creek, you yes, watch Shit's Creek. it's yeah, the best channel. So good. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I definitely want to check that out. Very cool. Yeah, I love the boys. I just finished the season two uh, finale. This it just came out this past week. Season two, it won't matter for you, but season two, they released the first three episodes and then they went weekly with the next five, weekly. which was real piss off because it's like. Well, they knew they were going to generate more conversation that way. Who waits, who waits a week to watch a show anymore? Just I know. All out. Anyways, yeah, it's really good. I'm excited for you to catch up to see what... No spoilers. Uh, season two is very good. And I like it too because it's like... It, the characters are very nuanced. It's not very black and white in terms of like yeah. good guys, yeah. bad guys. I like. I really like that a lot. And it's very well cast too. It's so good. It is. It's It's very well done. Like the guy, I heard season two was better than season one. Mm -hmm. So, the guy who plays Homelander, I had never really seen him before, but he's like amazing. He's so yeah, good. yeah. He's, yeah, I like him a lot. I mean, I think the only guy that I really knew was uh, uh, what's his name, Carl Urban. He's like the butcher, Billy Butcher. Yeah, guy. butcher. Yeah. yeah, I knew him. But I think. Well, what about um? Well, I mean, uh, everyone knows he was dead. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, Simon Pegg. And I knew that guy from Gossip Girl, too. Uh, uh, you know that it took me, like, three episodes to realize that was him? Deep. He looks different. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know he does, yeah. But, yeah, I, I recognized him, too. But, yeah, I don't know if his... Uh, I won't say. I won't say anything about season two. Yeah. La, 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 la. I think they're making, like, spinoffs. The reason I was drawn to it, too, is because Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are producers on it, too. And I oh, yeah. love everything that they do anyways we're digressing and um i actually have to go for a day job call which i wish i didn't have to do but that's just how i do it around here on the lockdown boston ruins podcast mayor before i let you go please tell people where they can 
find you on Twitter and where they can find uh, your Leafs writing, your NHL writing, and your your uh, page six column. Okay, Twitter is at Mayor Out Loud, and feel free to follow me. Although it is mostly Leafs stuff, I think I have two Bruins followers, Ian and my friend Jenna. Um, and theleafsnation.com, TLN, for my hockey writing and the page six column. And you can follow page six Twitter at page the number six IX. Did that make sense? Yeah. It does. And I'm guessing that's a Toronto, uh, Toronto thing or what? Did you yeah, that? that was John's brilliant idea. Yes. Speaking of Toronto six, I was really looking forward to going to see the new Toronto women's hockey team this year but i don't even know if that's gonna no but when it does everyone should go see the toronto six i'm not even sure where they're going to be playing i need to figure that out too probably where the marlies play i would guess you would think so yeah i've actually never been to a game there i've been meaning to go there too but now when i'm home i just go to leafs games i can barely watch the leafs so why would i watch the leafs it really makes sense anyways thank you so much mayor Maybe we'll have you on pretty regularly for some maybe monthly uh, monthly hockey goss dish inside scoop. That would be awesome.